This is Deep Dive. I'm Fei Fei. In a region long plagued by conflict and tension, there may finally be a glimmer of hope for stability. Iran and Saudi Arabia, the two largest countries and arch rivals in the Middle East, recently announced in Beijing that they would officially resume diplomatic ties after seven years of estrangement. Saudi Finance Minister Mohammad Al Jadan is predicting that investments going between the two countries could happen very quickly after two months. That's when the two countries will officially establish ties. I would say very quickly when the people really stick to the principles of what was agreed. You know, we recognize, and as the colleagues have said, we recognize clearly that. For you to be able to focus on your economic development and, uh, and uh, focus on providing for the people in your country, and you need stability,、uh, and they need stability. Both. The two sides also agreed to revive relations on trade, economy, science, sports, culture, and youth. To gain a deeper insight into the impact of this historic development, I spoke with Rastin Radvar, a journalist based in Tehran, on what Iranian businesses have in mind now. This episode is brought to you on Friday, March the seventeenth. Let's take back to the time when Iran and Saudi Arabia broke off their ties in 2016. Can you help us recap、sure. what what it was like during that time? Sure. The decision、uh, to sever ties with Saudi Arabia had significant impacts on different sections of Iranian society. Many people lost job opportunities, and the relationship between the two countries became weaker. Travel agencies across Iran were heavily reliant on pilgrims who. Wanted to visit Saudi Arabia's pilgrimage cities like Mecca. These agencies were responsible for issuing visa, booking flights,、uh, hotels, and providing various other services to their clients. However, during the period of disconnection between the two countries, their business declined sharply. Prior to the break in diplomatic ties, Iran was one of the largest contributor of pilgrims to Saudi Arabia. However, after the break, diplomatic ties, Saudi Arabia just suspended all flights between the two countries and did not issue visa for Iranian. I recently spoke with Haj Ali, Haj Ali Afari, who's been working in a travel agency in East Tehran for almost two decades. And he's selling pilgrimage tours to Saudi Arabia. After the disconnection, the section of the agency had to be temporarily closed, and he was forced to shift his focus to organizing pilgrimage tours to Iraq instead. For decades, Saudi travelers had been a significant source of income for these agencies, and decline in their business had direct impact. On hundred salaries, which is calculated as a commission. In recent years, Iraqi tours have not been a good alternative for Saudi travelers, and both Hajjali and his agencies have suffered as a result. Yeah, but between 2016 and this year, are there other ways available for people between Iran and Saudi Arabia to somewhat communicate? Well, it's 
very hard to say that they are open to communicate with each other because a strange relation between the two countries has a complex history and has been shaped by a range of factors, including religious, cultural, political, and economic differences. The tension between Iran and Saudi Arabia can be tracked back to ideological differences, as well as the desire to gain power and influence in the region. Conflicting of Islam competing on policies and relations with the U.S. and Western countries have all contributed to the strained relation between the Islamic Republic of Iran and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Even during the disconnection between the two countries, sport competitions between the teams were held in the natural third countries due to safety concerns. This only underscored the deep-seated pessimism and lack of trust between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Overall, all these reasons why people in Saudi Arabia and Iran may not see eye-to-eye are complex. In the Persian Gulf region, Iran and Saudi Arabia are two of the major countries of that region. So how important was Saudi Arabia to Iran or Iran to Saudi Arabia in terms of other areas of communications like in trade or economy? Were there exchanges in this regard before the disconnection happened? They have benefited in the past when they have utilized their joint capacities effectively. For instance, during the presidency of Hashemi Rafsanjani in Iran, both nations enjoyed material and spiritual benefits along with other countries in the region. Prior to the breaking of diplomatic ties, Saudi Arabia and Iran had a significant trade relation. In 2015, Saudi Arabia was Iran's second largest export market. However, trade between the two countries has dropped significantly since 2016 with Saudi Arabia, imposing a ban to imports from Iran. Saudi Arabia wields significant influence over the foreign policy of Arab nations, and Saudi Arabia cut off diplomatic ties with Iran. Most Arab countries follow suit and reduce their relations with Iran. Therefore, it's essential to restore relations with Saudi Arabia, which could have a tremendous impact on Iran's business. Also, Iran's trade will with Saudi Arabia may not be so significant. Saudi Arabia's position and influence over the foreign policy of Arab nations are considerable Iran. So without Saudi Arabia or other Arab countries, um, what, what kind of impacts have they brought to Iran in terms of economy or industry or trade? Since the big-cutted relation with Iran, all the businesses continue due to historical relations and the large presence of Iranians in the, for example, United Arab Emirates. Uh, Iranian businessmen faced increased strictness in the UAE. Nevertheless, the United Arab Emirates remained Iran's most important foreign trade partner in the Persian Gulf countries. In the years following this condition of ties with Saudi Arabia, Iran has sought to strengthen economic ties with China and Russia China is Iran's largest trading partner. Like, according to the lead uh, head of Iran-China Joint Chamber, Iran trade with China for about twenty-four billion dollars during the worst conditions of sanctions, and the two countries put 
triple their current figure. Iran and Saudi Arabia even compete each other in their trade with China because they are like rivals in the same region. They're always comparing the num numbers of exporting, importing, and everything. And in the past, Iran had better ranks in trade with China, but after all the diplomatic ties stuff happened, I think uh, Saudi Arabia has a better rank with trading with China. I'm also curious about what do people and businesses in Iran think of this rivalry with Saudi Arabia? Do they really want this rivalry or are they thinking that they really want peace and stability so that their businesses can prosper? Despite that significant differences between two countries, a low influential and unemployment rate, high per capita income, and foreign exchange earnings. The two countries share many cultural, religious, and historical communication, which had been utilized as an opportunity for businesses' cooperation. Maintaining trade between the two countries is crucial to controlling tension, since the political disconnection and the trade volume between Iran and Saudi Arabia has went to zero, normal relations, the establishment of representatives from both countries are the first step towards establishing economic and commercial relations. The two countries need to establish infrastructure in banking and transportation, logistic communication, as well as enable the movement of business between the two countries, while some consider the Saudi market as an expensive opportunity for Iranian goods. Their belief that due to countries' high per capita income, it is more inclined for high quality and luxury goods, making it challenging for Iranian products. Therefore, the presence or absence of Iranian goods in Saudi markets may not affect the volume of Iranian trade. However, the high influence of Saudi Arabia other countries in the Persian can indirectly impact Iran's trade. While some people argue that the political aspect of the relationship with Saudi Arabia is more critical than the economic respect, Iran needs to improve its relation with Saudi Arabia to improve its economic situation and position in the region. Saudi Arabia wins the minimization of tension in the region and as essential for its development there normalizing diplomatic relations and developing ties between the two countries be a winning equation for both countries. Mm. With the news about these two countries are finally sitting down and having dialogues and the ties would officially be built two months after, what kind of agendas do businesses are having at the moment? Do they have plans of traveling or do they have start to plan to expand their businesses in other Arab countries? The time will show. I mean, it definitely makes so much businessmen and merchants think about the new opportunities that will show up after these two months. But it's also very related on how things go between the two countries in the following two months. I mean, it's in the very early stages of the agreement and it's not quite clear that what kind of opportunities can each country face after re-communicating. But for sure, for example, for the agencies for 
tourist agencies that I mentioned earlier, it would have been golden opportunity to renew their work and, for example, resume what they have done before they cut the relation. I'm sensing that there are also people who are not really optimistic about these new ties with Saudi Arabia, Iran. Where is this mindset was rooted when they are not really having a lot of confidence in starting to see a better relationship with Saudi Arabia? I think to the relation between the two countries, as I mentioned before, they are usually not quite trusting each other. And in the past, as we see, they didn't stay by their words and, for example, act differently. And this uh, reason caused people think that maybe this time again, there might be uh, differences between the words of authority, what actually is happening between two countries. But the hopes are high for positive impacts on economy because uh, Iran is facing lots of sanctions in the Western world. And this is a new opportunity for Iran to, for example, establishing a better position in the banking the exchange rate. So financially, they're having a lot of high hopes. There is high hopes, but I think we should wait and see that if the politicians are acting the right way as they were, or it's just some agreement on the paper. Going to the whole region in the Persian Gulf is that mm-hmm. are people in, in Iran, at least, are thinking maybe right now with Iran and Saudi Arabia sitting down and having dialogues, meaning the region in Persian Gulf could finally start to see peace and stability at last. The Middle Eastern countries, which have been in constant conflict and long-term wars, or clear development that benefit their people, the normalization of between Iran and Saudi Arabia is a meaningful and logical force achieving this lighting, which can have a positive impact on the entire region. The agreement between Tehran and Riyadh was formed out of necessity and desire. Improving relations between Tehran and Riyadh can also play a crucial role in promoting national understanding between rival groups in Lebanon which is currently facing financial and economic crisis. Why it is difficult to predict the future, the elimination of recent obstacles and the new agreement could bring better days for both countries and the region as a whole. And of relations between Iran and Saudi Arabia could potentially have a positive impact on the stability and peace in the Middle East region. It is just one step toward addressing the many complex issues and conflicts that have contributed to instability in the region. Thank you, Rastin. Thank you so much for having me. Analysts are suggesting that having dialogues between Iran and Saudi Arabia doesn't necessarily mean that they will now share close interests or become friends. But Twitter Parsi 
executive vice president of Quincy Institute, believes this deal shows that there are ways of communications between rivals. And that they will remain fierce rivals. But what the normalization deal allows them to is to have a mechanism to be able to manage that rivalry so that it doesn't get out of hand. And that is precisely why I think decided to go for it, because it has been very costly to Iran and it's been quite costly to the Saudis as well. The restoration of relations between Iran and Saudi Arabia could also have ripple effects throughout the region. Some observers are pointing out that situations in Yemen and Lebanon could start to pick up in the short term as well. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Deep Dive. If you like what you just heard, you can follow us on your podcast platform. Just search for Deep Dive. You can also leave comments to tell us what you want to know about China and beyond. This episode is brought to you by me, Fei Fei, and my colleague Zhang Zhang. Special thanks to Tehran journalist Rustin Redbar. I'll see you in the next one.